You're listening to Pet Fluff with Katie Mara, a lifestyle podcast that features various topics, current events, tips and advice, and the occasional guest that not only benefits you, but also your pet. So come and join me and take a listen as I am your host, Katie Mara. Hey guys, I'm Katie Mara and welcome to episode 8 of Pet Fluff with Katie Mara. Today, I will be discussing adolescent dogs and why there's such a similarity to their behavior like a teenager. Also, I'm going to answer the question about how to properly clean the ears of your dog. But first, let's get into our first segment, Here's a Scooper. Here's a Scooper where a captivating current event can spark a conversation or a feel-good story that makes your heart smile. And best of all, it's all about the animals. I found this article that read about brew dogs helping deliver beer during social distancing. Mark and Karen Hewitter, founder of Six Harbors Brewing Company, located in Huntington, Long Island, was inspired to bring their dogs Buddy and Barley on a beer delivery to cheer up customers. People started seeing the dogs on deliveries, so the husband and wife duo came up with the idea to bring the beer to the customers. As the coronavirus pandemic hit in March, the brewery was deemed an essential business, so it was able to stay open for deliveries and curbside pickup. This was a new venture for the business as they had to redevelop their entire business model. And rather than leaving the pups at the brewery all day, they decided to take them along. They fastened little accents that can hang on dogs' necks similar to a collar. It can carry four beer cans. But don't worry, they are all empty. Similar to a St. Bernard carrying whiskey around the neck, Buddy and Barley became local mascots. On deliveries, the humans wearing masks and gloves carry the beer to the drop-off point and then let the dogs greet the customers and snap some photos wearing their beer accessories. The brewery will typically serve more than 600 pints a day on the weekend, but now the dogs and the Hewitters make about 4 to 12 deliveries in a day. And while April and May are typically their biggest months of business for the brewery, sales are down 70 to 80% from April 2019 due to the pandemic, Hewitter says. The brewery staff of 11 part-time employees have also been furloughed, with the members of the Hewitter family picking up shifts to help. He also said that he has applied for the Paycheck Protection Program, and at the moment it's not clear when the brewery would be able to officially reopen for business. The dogs have more than 500 followers on Instagram and have been a bright spot for this business. Customers have a blast because during the time of the social distancing, people are always looking for some sort of socialization. And for those wondering about safety, while there has been rare cases of dogs in Hong Kong getting coronavirus, the CDC says that there's no evidence that animals play a significant role in spreading the virus that causes coronavirus. I always say that. But it is important to wash your hands after touching pets. And although dogs can get other types of coronaviruses, COVID-19 specifically is not to believe to be a threat to dogs. However, the CDC does advise against letting your pets interact with people or other animals outside of the household. Even after the pandemic, the brew dogs aren't going anywhere. The brewery is dog-friendly, so under normal circumstances, customers like to bring their dogs to have 
a beer and socialize. In fact, the older dog, Buddy, has been a staple of the establishment since it's been opened in May 2018. As people would pull up to the brewery driveway, Buddy would greet the customers as they came in. According to Hewitter, Buddy was never trained to do that. He would just go up to every single table, greet people, and get petted because, quite frankly, he's a dog and he wants to have pets. He's kind of like the mayor of our brewery. This story makes me hopeful because in Virginia, we are facing phase two this upcoming weekend. So I am in the process of seeing if there are going to be breweries that are dog friendly. And if you know of any, please feel free to email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to go on to our next segment, All the Fluff. All the Fluff, where discussions happen and information is absorbed to help aid you and your pet. Let's talk about adolescent dogs. I wanted to bring this conversation up because it is getting into the summertime and this is a prime time when people start adopting puppies. And when I say to people, hey, just know what you're getting yourself into, I always get kind of a hesitation of what do I mean? Adolescents in dogs begin around six months and can last up to three years, but the most pronounced time period is between six and 18 months. Similar to teens, hormones play a major factor, even with neuter dogs. But also, a dog's brain is still developing, so any quirkiness is completely natural. A study was done with over 378 canines, where dogs became frustrated during their adolescence, much like humans, and even directed their frustration towards their owners, which in turn can be a very frustrating process for a dog owner. At five to eight months, a dog can retain a command pretty easily, but when they reach that benchmark past eight months, dogs go through a rebellious stage and tend to become less obedient during this time. Another finding showed that less secure female dogs show signs of greater need of attachment and have separation anxiety from their owners. This usually develops at their pubescent stage, another parallel with human teens. During this time, it is important that owners not punish their dogs for disobedience or pull away emotionally out of frustration. These actions can make this behavior worse and cause less issues further down the line. While this can be a difficult phase, it is important for owners to understand that their dog is experiencing their teenage years. During this eight-month to one-year mark, it is the peak age in which dogs are given up to shelters. By sharing this info, I want you to know with every puppy that I've ever cared for, this is completely normal behavior and patient is required. But knowing the development of hormones and brain functionality, I have some steps to assist you to better understand your dog during this age period. Number one, Bonding during this time is super important. Try not to hold their puppy antics against them. They still know their commands, and at this point, they are potty trained. So consistency and patience is the key to having less rebellion. Number two, by eight months, most of their adult teeth have grown in. This age will determine what kind of chewer they are. They can become very destructive at this age by chewing items like baseboards, furniture, and even drywall. How do they peel it off? I have no 
freaking idea. I've only seen it in the aftermath. Know your chewer and have the right toys available for them so when they get bored, have something to chew. Number three, teenage dogs have different sleep schedules than their younger selves. Younger puppies tend to need more sleep. When they hit around eight months, things change. They also seem to bounce off the walls. And if not properly channeled, it can get them into a lot of trouble. Release that excess energy with brain games and puzzles and extra activity. This will all do the trick. Just know that their skeletal structure is still developing. So limit the rigorous activity with sudden jumps, turns, and stops. It is important to protect their joints till at least 12 months. When it comes to their sleep patterns at night, it may be disrupted. And they may want to play at 1 a.m. There may be a few sleepless nights, but this will come and go. Number four, teenage dogs are more interested in walks. When they were younger, they may have only walked maybe a few feet, played with their leash, or not even want to walk at all. When they get to an older age, a walk seems more appealing and they tend to enjoy new routes to sniff out and explore. Keep your leash close though, as name recall may not be as sharp during this time period. And lastly, number five, your dog's socialization skills are crucial during this time. As a pup, you socialize your dog with all kinds of people and dogs of all ages. It is vital to keep this up. Continue to introduce your dog to other pets like cats and kids. Also, expose your dog to different environmental situations such as a car ride, parks, or an outdoor restaurant. By not socializing your dog properly, down the road, a dog can develop socialization issues that include aggression and anxiety. Take your time though. There is no need to throw your dog into every situation. Assess your dog's stress levels and know their fears to limit behavioral issues later on. Now keep in mind your dog's training will come and go. They haven't forgotten all of their training. The information is still learned. It's just that a dog has sometimes difficulty accessing the knowledge in its rapidly developing brain. Stay strong, be patient, have a lot of treats to reward, and have lots of love to give. People always look at me crazy when I mention a puppy is like a child until they've gone through it themselves. Now, on to our next topic, Q&A time. It's Q&A time. Solve all your animal problems here. No matter how pressing or silly your question is, don't worry, I got you covered. Now, it's time to get into the nitty gritty. Chessie O from Boston had one simple question. Should I be cleaning my dog's ears? And if so, how often? And this is a great question to ask because it all depends on the breed and the activity of your dog. Breeds that have longer ears such as Cocker Spaniels or Basset Hounds tend to have twice as many ear infections than a regular dog. Dogs who also do a lot of swimming activity or outdoor activity tend to also need their ears cleaned more frequently. The average amount of time that you should clean your dog's ears is about once a month. Now, of course, the things that I've mentioned previously, you probably may have to do it more or less. Keeping a dog's ears clean is crucial to their health. So if you notice a mild odor or see that your dog is shaking its head more than usual, it's probably time for a cleaning. If your dog's ear looks red or inflamed, smells yeasty, or appears to be in pain, contact your vet. These symptoms indicate that there is an, an ear 
infection, fleas, ear mites, or even allergies, and this all requires medical attention. Plus, cleaning infected ears can often cause more harm than good. So Katie, how do you clean an ear? You'll only need a few supplies to successfully clean your dog's ear. A cotton ball or gauze, ear cleaning solution, and a towel. Avoid using cotton tip swabs, Q-tips, or anything with a pointed tip. These tools can shove dirt and debris deeper into your dog's ears, causing infections and can even lead to trauma in the inner ear structures of the ear itself and can cause deafness. Make sure that you clean your dog's ears in a place that is easily cleanable because it can get messy. When looking for the best ear solution, it's best probably to reach out to your vet as they have the best options available for your dog in particular. In three easy steps, I will tell you how to clean your dog's ears. First, assemble your supplies in your dog. Try to clean your dog's ears when he is calm, and this will help make the process easier. Don't be afraid to use treats to sweeten the deal. Number two, squeeze the ear cleaning solution to fill your dog's ear canal and massage gently at the base of the ear for about 30 seconds. You will hear a squishing sound as the product dislodges debris and buildup. Don't let the tip of the applicator touch your dog's ear as this can introduce bacteria. And number three, let your dog shake his head. This is where the towel comes in. You can use it to protect yourself from the spray and wipe down his face. This is why I said it can get freaking messy. Once your dog has finished shaking, use a cotton ball or gauze and gently wipe out the ear canal going no deeper. This is no deeper than a depth of the knuckle. If your dog appears to be in pain during the cleaning process, stop immediately and consult your veterinarian. Also, quick note, don't use hydrogen peroxide to clean dog's ears. This actually can cause irritation to the healthy skin cells. And ears in general contain a very sensitive tissue and extended use of hydrogen peroxide can eventually lead to damage to the ear itself. Just stick with the veterinary approved ear solution. That's going to make it easiest. So Chessie, I hope this answers your question. And if you have any questions for me, please feel free to email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com. Now we're going on to my favorite segment of the episode. It's the feature pet of the episode. Well, it's time for my favorite segment, which is the feature pet of the episode. This is where I showcase a local DMV pet that is in need of a forever home. So, let me help you find your forever pet. Today's feature is sponsored by Homeward Trails. Homeward Trails Animal Rescue is a Virginia nonprofit organization dedicated to the rescue and rehoming of adoptable dogs and cats. Founded in 2001, Homeward Trails has rescued more than 24,000 dogs and cats. It is the 10th largest shelter in Virginia and pulls from rural shelters throughout the state as well as surrounding states. They also run a program in Puerto Rico bringing adoptable puppies and dogs to the mainland for adoption. To date, more than 600 Puerto Rican dogs have found homes in the DMV. If you are interested in adopting cats, they have a partnership with Crumbs and Whiskers DC. Right now, I do know that they are only taking appointments only, so I would get in contact with homewardtrails.org to set up an appointment so that you can find a dog or cat that you would like to adopt. Today's feature is a great Pyrenees named Mowgli. He is a feature of Homer Trails 
go-fetch dogs with a zero adoption fee and lots of extra goodies. Mowgli is two years old. He is big and goofy and very playful. He loves to get attention, rolling around in the gravel and dipping his paws in the cool pool on warm days. Mowgli needs an adult-only home, preferably no more than two adults. He would also need to be in a home where he's the only dog and to have a fully fenced-in yard, no electric fences. Someone with the Pyrenees or another big herding dog breed experience is ideal to understand Mowgli. Like some typical Pyrenees, he does not like to share his toys or food, so he'll need a home that can properly manage that. He is a very sweet, fluffy, and funny dog who can put a smile on anyone's face. Mowgli is the type of dog that I've cared for in the past. With a dog like this, as long as they have the proper environment with the proper owner, they will exceed your expectations. So if you're up for a challenge, a loving challenge that is, and are interested in Mowgli, check out my IG page at CRC Pet Service and in the Linktree account, you'll find all of his information there. music comes in that means that it's time for me to get out of here but before I do I wanted to address an issue that has been on my mind for the past week George Floyd's death and I don't want to get too political here but I felt like this is very important to talk about with his death it is sparked an energy so strong that it went from Minnesota to Paris and then back again we as a people for the first time ever have not been distracted by the inequality of race that is prevalent in our communities across the freaking world at this point. I'm proud that with these protests, we are starting to see justice finally. Now it's not over yet. We have to see these cops be held responsible for their actions and receive the proper punishment that they deserve. We as a people typically appreciate our cops. Most cops do a pretty good job maintaining order in our society, but the select few, the corrupt ones, time and time again have not been held responsible for their actions. And they actually make good cops jobs way more difficult than they need to be. And our politicians and congressmen have allowed them to get away with their irresponsibility and their actions of hate and violence against a race is inexcusable and unacceptable. So we as a people have finally woken up, finally, and protested every day across all 50 states to try to seek justice for at least one individual over the thousands of black people that have been killed by the violence of cops while being unarmed. This conversation is important to have, and I felt like it was important for me as a Caucasian woman to have the fiduciary responsibility to start a conversation with other white people about racial injustice in this country. I'm fucking sick of it. So if I'm sick of it, can you imagine what black people feel? White privilege amongst our community has been undefined of what it truly means. So I had this conversation with my husband in which he heard it from someone else. But it was explained to me that true white privilege is when two people of different races say one white person, one black person. We all experience the same trauma. But imagine if you've been raped, you have been abused, you have been neglected, you have been fired, 
You have been mistreated. You have been punched. You have been kicked. You have been shot. But the reason why these things could have happened to you is not because of your race. While black people always have to wonder, did these things happen to me because I was black? White people, we don't have to worry about that. And that is the true definition of white privilege. And we as all people have to continue to have these conversations, lead with compassion, and be mindful of what we say to other people. And this will inflict true change. I'm proud to stand here today to say that I'm an American. I appreciate all the diversity that I've ever been exposed to in this country. Our country is beautiful and it is bold and it is independent, but we have to keep it this way. Because this country was built on systematic racism, it's gonna take some time for us to heal, but we can do this. I know we fucking can, and I know that we can come together as one because we bleed the same blood, we have the same organs, we have the same eyes, and we have the same heart. So please have some compassion for black people even if you don't understand. Dr. King said, an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Keep that in mind and lead with compassion and an open heart. If you are looking for pet sitting services in the Northern Virginia area that include Arlington, Falls Church, and McLean, check out www.crcpetservice.com for all of your pet sitting needs. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to leave a comment or a suggestion for future podcasts, feel free to email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com. I also want to give a shout out to Good Times Coffee. They have an amazing array of coffees available for your home or to bring to work. All of their flavors are rich and bold and come to you freshly grounded anywhere in the country. So if you want to check them out, I promise you, I swear by them, they have some of the best fucking coffee I've ever tasted. My favorite so far is the alpaca, but they just came out with a new flavor called Seaside Sloth. So really check them out. Go to gtcoffeeco.com for all of your coffee needs. Episode 9 comes out June 24th, 2020, and I am going to have my wonderful co-host, my husband, Herbert, and he's going to join me and we're going to discuss and other animals understand us when we speak. It's going to be quite an interesting conversation. I'm also in the process of getting some new podcasting equipment to make my listening quality better when I feature people on my podcast. So I'm thinking we should be up and running by the time this next podcast comes out that the levels of the sound will be much better than episode three. And I apologize for that. But I was new to this. So bear with me. All right, guys, I'm out of here. And in case you have forgotten today, you matter, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are magical.